Welcome to the Bridging Connections podcast. This podcast will introduce you to the people who are on the cutting edge of Jewish innovation. You will be hearing from founders and directors of contemporary organizations creating new paths to participate in Jewish life. In this podcast, you will learn about best practices, tips for engagement, and how to create meaningful connections. This is a place that will bridge you to the tools and resources used by the Jewish leaders, visionaries, and innovators that are creating a new sustainable Judaism. I'm your host, Elizabeth Gossage, and I welcome you to come bridge the gap with me. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Bridging Connections podcast. I'm excited to be chatting today with Leah Greenblum, who is the founder of Jewish Free Loans Chicago. So thanks so much for being here, Leah. And I'm excited to jump in and chat with you. Thank you so much for having me on, Elizabeth. Really excited to be here. Well, Leah, so I'd love you to tell me kind of your Jewish journey, your background, and specifically like what led you up to getting involved in starting Jewish Free Loans Chicago? Yeah, so my Jewish journey really started when I was growing up in Central Florida. I am from a county with not very many Jewish folks. And so we commuted quite a distance to get to our synagogue, but I stayed involved after my bat mitzvah and became a teacher's assistant at Hebrew school. And then I kind of went through college. I went through graduate school and I came to Chicago and I found this organization, Jewish Council on Urban Affairs. And I really found some like-minded Jewish folks, intergenerational doing progressive Jewish work based in their Jewish values. And I was really inspired by this. And that led me to get involved with an organization called Avodah, um, where I was in the Justice Fellowship. And then I became a staff member for three years. And it was at Avodah that I learned about the larger Jewish social justice landscape in Chicago and and beyond Chicago. And actually, I was at a conference. This was already now four years ago. And I met the founder of Avodah, who had since moved on from the organization. And he was telling me about what he's been up to since the founding of Avodah. And he told me that he is the CEO of Hebrew Free Loan Society in New York. And I was really struck with this, that fact that he had created this organization that had an impact on my life. And then he had moved on to do other things related, rooted in his Jewish values. And that also were having a huge impact on people of low to moderate income in his city. And so I said, wow, does that kind of thing exist in Chicago? And he said, no. And that really got me thinking, what would it take to build something like that in Chicago? And uh, that leads me to this, to uh, wanting to embody the Jewish values of zero interest lending and really doing charity in the most kind of dignified way possible, where Maimonides talks about zero interest loans as the highest form of charity, really letting someone empower themselves by accepting a loan and repaying that loan over a time period that works for them. And then that loan getting recycled into other loans. So this idea really speaks to me and I'm really excited to bring it to Chicago. That's amazing. So this actually leads me to a question that I had about that. So you mentioned Hebrew 
Free Loan Society, and that's in New York. Are there other such organizations throughout the country that you're aware of? Yes. So there's about 50 related organizations. They're all part of this network of the International Association of Jewish Free Loans. Sometimes they're Jewish free loans, sometimes they're Hebrew free loans, sometimes they're Jewish interest-free. They're all different permutations of the same general idea, which is based in Jewish values, we do zero interest lending. And some of these organizations just serve the Jewish community only. And some of them serve the Jewish community as well as the wider communities that they're part of. And Jewish Free Loan Chicago, or JFLC for short, will be a non-sectarian organization. We will have a both-and approach. And that means that we will aid and empower low to moderate income folks living in Chicago and Chicago lands and help them achieve their financial goals by offering these loans. Okay, so that's interesting. You said it's a network. So all of the different organizations are independent and the network is just there to support, correct? Absolutely, yes. All right, that's great. So what you're really doing is cutting edge here in Chicago, in the city that we both are in. And of course, there are listeners all over, but maybe they will be able to find something like that in their own city if they're so inspired from what we're talking about. Absolutely. They're all over North America as well as Australia and Israel. So that is the international piece of this network. And the website is really plain and simple. IAJFL.org is the website for the network. And you're able to find your local agency on that website. I'll make sure to put that in the show notes too. So then tell me what is the specific mission besides just giving loans, but what is the mission of JFLC? Yeah, so JFLC is inspired by core Jewish values and we aid and empower those in the Chicagoland community with financial needs to achieve their goals by offering zero interest loans. Okay, so how does that come about? And like, how are you able to do them for zero interest? Sure. We're able to do our loans at zero interest through running our organization in a charitable model. We are part of a 501c3 at the moment, and we are currently filing for our own independent status. So any donations made now or in the future are tax deductible. And we really rely on community support to carry out our mission. That is, funds come into the organization and they pay to help keep our lights on, as well as our big program, our loan program. And our total budget for our first year is nearly half a million dollars. So the funds that are coming into the organization are then going into the community as zero interest loans. Those loans are repaid, of course, over a period of one to two years, depending on the amount. And then those loans are recycled into future loans. So there's a multiplier effect of every donation. It doesn't just come in every $5 and $5 goes out and helps one household. That $5 goes out, helps one household. It comes back and helps another household and then another one. That's amazing. It reminds me of just the, the idea of paying it forward, right? Right, right, exactly. I know this is new and you're, you're actually haven't launched loans yet in Chicago and I'll have you talk to me about that soon. But tell me from your research and what you've learned about the other organizations, what are the typical things people get loans for? People get loans for all kinds of needs. People have so many financial bumps in the road that can come up. And if you've ever been in a position 
where you're not sure when your next paycheck is going to come or the amount it will have, then every one of those financial bumps in the road can be a huge stressor. And one way to minimize that stress is to look around for resources that are going to have you, the individual in mind and not profit in mind. So that is where we come in. People can take out loans for a car repair. So they can get their car repaired, they can keep getting to work, they can keep getting that paycheck and stay on track. Also a home repair or healthcare costs. Also people with financial goals, such as expanding their family, they might be interested in adoption or fertility treatment, and which of course are quite expensive. And those costs might be better paid out over a period of time rather than totally upfront. And so our loans will be in our first year up to $6,000 for each individual loan. And for that amount alone, it'll be about a two-year repayment period. So I'm glad you said that so that we're differentiating that this is not a loan for someone to buy a house or pay for college. Um, These are what I would say, a lot of these are what I would say, like rainy day loans, like when you're not sure something came up and all of a sudden you you feel a need. And then of course, like, then I like, I love the examples you gave then of adoption or fertility. Also like things that are happening that could be costly, but really would improve the quality of someone's life. That's right. And really, we're going to be focusing on a wide range of folks, people who have the ability to repay a loan, but also people who who are maybe don't qualify for traditional social services because they might make too much money or they might have too much money in savings. Whereas the financial stress of dealing with any one of these bumps in the road that I maybe just listed would be too much of a burden to ask of somebody in our community. And we want to do the right thing by helping that and aiding and empowering that neighbor in need. Right. So that makes so much sense that you talked about not necessarily people that are getting financial help from traditional government programs, but are working and are still struggling. And we know that that's happening a lot and especially these days with inflation and, you know, high gas prices, all these things that are happening. It's it's hard to just get through every day for a lot of people these days. That makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. So tell me how, how do people that are thinking that they need a loan or need some help, how do they find you? They find us through our network um, of partnerships with community-based organizations. Some of which are in the Jewish community and some of which are in the wider community. So for example, we've been in conversation with the ARC and Jewish Child and Family Services, also some legal aids in the community. And otherwise people are finding us through our clergy committee. We have uh, 25 plus rabbis and church leaders in our community that know about our services and are able to help spread the word to their congregants. Finally, people find us by Googling. They might have grown up in a community with a Hebrew or Jewish free loan, such as Detroit or San Francisco, or a friend might say, hey, why don't you try Googling this to see if it exists in Chicago? And that's how we're finding a lot of inquiries right now. And that's how a lot of people are finding us. Amazing. Sounds like you have done your due diligence and really creating a network of referral systems. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a fine balance because we really don't want to be open for business. And, and then everybody applies for a zero interest loan all in the first month. We don't want to get people's hopes up, waste their time and harm our, 
our nascent reputation. We really want to be thoughtful and intentional about the ways we're partnering with other organizations in the community. And we want to be just getting the word out there as much as we can where when it makes sense. And so we'll be having, as we grow, we'll be able to do more loans and to distribute more funds and to more people. And so we look forward to, to that continuing. So yes, and I understand you're, you're just starting. So can you tell me kind of an idea of what kind of qualifications are you looking for for people? What would put them higher up on a list to getting a loan or what might preclude them from receiving a loan? So our eligibility requirements are pretty simple. It's to live in our catchment area, which is Chicagoland. That is Cook or Collar counties. That is to be above the age of 18. That is to fit our income limitations. And those are defined by HUD for the geographic median income for our area, 115% of that. It's pretty liberal, you'll find. And those numbers are on our website under the apply tab. And they really depend on the household size of the applicant. And then finally, it's somebody who has an authentic need. And we're not going to be the arbiters of the deep definition of authentic, but it's really somebody who is applying for a loan for something, some financial financial need, stressor, goal that they have in mind. And so it's something that fits in in one of those categories that's listed on our website or that I just talked about a, a minute ago. So again, general needs like housing, transportation, healthcare, food, something that's maybe a gap loan, a bridge loan, or something that is a financial goal. Okay. So I know you, you haven't really started doing loans and that's going to be coming soon, probably even very soon since when this podcast is published. How long do you expect the application process, like from application to loan delivery, how long do you think it will take? It will be top priority of ours to make it a quick time span um, from from beginning to giving a loan decision and then getting that loan dispersed. So we hope to keep to receiving a loan application, reviewing that loan application that week, interviewing a person that week and dispersing a loan if approved the following week. So seven to 10 business days tops because we want to be really mindful that some of our applicants might be in a, in a tough financial situation. Sure. I mean, if your car isn't running and you need to get to work, that's eminent, right? That's right. You talked about that this is based on Jewish values and core values. And so tell me, because of course my podcast is all about how we're engaging people in Jewish life. So tell me, how are you engaging people Jewishly in general, through people that are helping you fund loans to making decisions about loans to the people that you'll be loaning to, how does this fit in Jewish engagement? I love that question. And I've been doing this listening tour of all of these, so many leaders from the Jewish and Hebrew free loan world across the country. And what I've really learned is that one, people love that this is in the Torah, and then it's so relevant to our day-to-day lives now. So that It is a reminder that Judaism is rooted in real things that affect our lives on a daily basis. And that the community, the Jewish community is really looking out for one another, as well as our wider community, our neighbors in in a large city like Chicago. So that's just a, a good feeling. And it's something that when people are able to look and see what kind of social services and supports exist, they're able to see, oh, wow, I see my I see my faith or my neighbor's faith reflected back to me. That's really amazing. Two is that 
one some, something that's unique about our loan process is that our borrowers have to identify a guarantor for their loans. That's someone within their personal network, such as a colleague, a friend, a cousin, and that person is a guarantor for that loan. They are saying, if my friend, colleague, partner, et cetera, defaults on this loan, I will then repay this loan. So there's that social pressure really that we create to keep everybody accountable. And it's through this process of having a guarantor that the guarantor then says, wow, this is a really cool thing that exists. And I want to be part of the Jewish community even more because I've seen how it's helped out my friend, neighbor, colleague, et cetera. So that's something that I've heard from leadership across the country, but the guarantors then become even more engaged Jewishly after having this role with the loan. It's amazing. And back to your first point, so resonates with me because so many people go through Sunday school and grow up and think being Jewish is about going to synagogue, going to services and celebrating holidays and what you're saying. And it's true. And I can't emphasize it enough is that being Jewish is a set of values on how we should treat ourselves and treat and take care of others. Right. And that the Torah is a guideline to um, being a mensch, doing the right thing and, and taking care of our community. So I love that you brought that up. I think it's just amazing. And I think it's important for listeners and others to know that there's so much more to being Jewish than going to a prayer service or celebrating a holiday, that it's, it's a way of taking care of the community and a way of engaging in life that is of high moral value. I love that. Thank you for that reflection. I love that too. I love the way that you really framed that. And I just want to co-sign everything you just said and think about, as I think about with my board members often, how we can live with integrity, how we can sleep at night. And so people do that in so many different ways. And one of those ways might be volunteering for an organization like this. One of those ways might be being a guarantor for your neighbor or colleague. And one of those ways might be totally different, of course, but it's just like such a phenomenal opportunity, I think, to help out our neighbors in a really dignified way. So if someone was interested in volunteering with you, Leah, what would they do? So you'd go to our website and there are several ways to contact us through our website, or you can email us directly at info at aflchicago.org and let me know what you might be interested in helping or volunteer with. We need folks to help us review loan applications. We need folks to help with our marketing. We need folks to help with administrative duties. There's so many ways to plug in and ways that I'm happy to work with folks. So thank you for considering that. Yes, that just speaks to another way that we could be engaged Jewishly that's not necessarily through going to synagogue or, or celebrating holidays, just another way to be helping in our community and doing the work of social justice. So it's important. That's great. So I, you know, I ask everyone, and I love that you already mentioned several amazing organizations, JCUA and Avodah. I always ask everyone, what are your favorite organizations that you see, maybe up and coming ones, things that 
you think our listeners should hear about that excite you? I would say that those are those are ones that I'm really excited about currently. I interned at JCUA many moons ago, and so I feel indebted to them in terms of how they helped shape me as a professional and gave me a really warm and positive professional environment to achieve success in. And I am proud to be a member of, of JCUA and proud to still learn from them. And another organization that I love is Mishpan Chicago. I'm a big fan of Rabbi Lizzie's and find everything that Mishkan has built to be quite inspiring. Yes, definitely. Rabbi Lizzie and all the work that Mishkan Chicago is doing is very much in line with what you're doing because they're doing that social justice work as well as the religious holidays and services and all that, but with the twist that people are really focusing on how to better their their community. So I also love the work of Mishkan Chicago. Been a fan for a long time. Yeah, it's really inspiring. Is there anything else you want to share with us about JFLC and the work you're doing? Our goal this year is to provide 50 loans, averaging about $5,000 each. And so, as I mentioned, we're going to launch our loan program in September. And I am just so excited to kick it off. And we really can use support from your listeners, however that looks, however that feels meaningful to them. But I would love to hear feedback of y'all's thoughts on this program in Chicago and how you might want to get involved. So jflchicago.org or info at jflchicago.org. That's amazing. And I just want to clarify. So when you say your goal is to provide 50 loans this year and September is sort of when the Jewish New Year starts, Rosh Hashanah. So are you talking about the the Jewish calendar year? Are you talking about 50 loans from now until the end of 2022? Just curious. Sure. So we're actually going to be launching, we're going to be doing 50 loans within 10 months. And so that's to align with a fiscal year starting that started July 1 for us. We just kind of wanted to get everything on board and everything, uh, all the foundations set in our first couple of months of officially having our doors open and then open our loan program September 1 and run our 50 loans through the end of June 2023. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited for you to launch. I can't wait. And I hope that I can do my part to spread the word and support this work because I think it's wonderful. Thank you so much. I always end the podcast with, this is my favorite question every day, because of course, this is high Jewish value to be grateful. So Leah, what are you grateful for today? That is an easy one. There's so much to be grateful for. Um, I'm grateful for the sun shining on my face. Um, We don't have that much sunshine, especially in the winter in Chicago. And so it's lovely that it's a beautiful day outside. Also, I'm grateful for my wife of three years, Sandra, who is just a wonderful partner. And I feel so lucky every day that I get to hang out with her. (laughs) And also our two dogs, Millie and Pistachio, who keep us laughing all the time. Oh, how sweet. So I have to add that I have four dogs and I'm always grateful to, yeah, I know four, it's a lot. (laughs) I'm always grateful to uh, them and how much I'm happy with them around too. Dogs are the best. 
there's like true little comedians all the time. And of course, I'm so grateful to have had this conversation with you to learn more about Jewish Free Loans Chicago. And I can't wait to support and help promote the work you're doing because it's truly sacred. So thanks for being with me today. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's been a real pleasure to be in conversation with you. Thank you for tuning in to the Bridging Connections podcast. This podcast and Bridges 613 will succeed if its social media reach is wide. Please partner with us to promote this important work. You can follow us on Facebook at Bridges 613 and visit our website at www.bridges613.org. There, you can read blogs, listen to past podcasts, and subscribe to our newsletter. Please share the podcast and our social media links with your community and enable others to benefit and learn about the groundbreaking innovation taking place in our beloved Jewish community. Your support is greatly appreciated.